With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Ah, things are going down in Nashville. One NFL executive thinks that one NFL coach should already be fired. That and so much more. Welcome in as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Rich, you know we can't do this alone today. You know that that is... That we maybe could, but we don't, we don't want to. Right. Like, like we need everybody here. We need John Ramos, who is here. Yeah. We need Jason Stewart. And we need fresh off of three plus hours of Taylor Swift, Woo! one Monty Bolaños. Yes, that's what we've got tonight and today. The whole deal. Welcome in. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm so excited to not only get our sports update later on, but also our T-Swift update. I am so, so entranced by the social media that follows the traveling carnival. That is the Eras Tour. I have not spoken to somebody in person. Um, or- 
or, or over the line or anything uh, who's been to one of these concerts. So this is going to be – this is a fascination of mine. So much to unpack there. Um, but while, while we're settling into the dog days of summer in baseball, a lot to unpack in the NFL all of a sudden. My goodness. And the more things change, the more they stay the same in Washington, D.C. Drama with the Commanders has nothing to do with their quarterback situation and trying to decide that. It has to do – with their new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, And we wouldn't have known that these issues are happening if it wasn't for Ron Rivera, the commander's head coach. If you missed it, if you're just tuning in, maybe you've been away from social media, maybe you've just been at work all day, maybe you've been waiting for us to talk about this issue. This is what Ron Rivera had to say today when talking about new offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and maybe having some of his coaching tactics being a little bit too harsh on the players, here's the commander's head coach. I had a number of guys come to me and I said, hey, just go talk to him. I said, understand what he's trying to get across to you, you know, and I think as they go and they talk and they listen to him, it, it's, it's been it's been enlightening for a lot of these guys. I mean, it's a whole different approach. Um, you know, you, you, again, you get a different kind of player from, from the players back in the past, um, especially in light of how things are coming out of college football. So a lot of these young guys, you know, they do struggle with certain certain things. Eric has an approach, and it's the way he does things, and he's not going to change and, and, and because he believes in it. Jack has his approach. You know, um, having been a head coach, I think Jack has a tendency to try and figure guys out a little bit more as opposed to, hey, this is it, this is the way it's going to be, that type of stuff, where Eric Eric hasn't had that, that experience yet. Just that when they came to you, it was just they felt like Eric was riding them too hard? or Well, um, they just were a little concerned. Hmm. little concerned. A little concerned. That's The funny thing about it is – Pandora's box was just ripped open with Ron Rivera in all the comments that he made. And then it was like at the end, he's like, all right, I'm not going to reveal absolutely everything, even though I almost aired all of our dirty laundry just prior. A little concerned. Uh, are you concerned at all about Eric Bieniemy, or are you concerned about the Washington Commanders, Rich Ornberger? I- I'm concerned about Ron Rivera. What the hell is he doing? I mean, There's why? Riverboat Ron. Yeah, talk about taking a gamble. Like, why? Why do, A, we need to know this story? Look, the story is based off of good reporting. So if we know the story, we know the story. Okay, fine. But B, why is he confirming it? Like, if there is any sort of issue going on inside of your organization, I'm not saying you have to lie or even evade the question. But you can simply say, this is football. We're working on football here. Um, we set our ceilings aside in this organization uh, to chase down the greater good, which is having a strong team that's capable of winning a Super Bowl, and that's our aim this year. Next question. Like, that. that's how that question is supposed to be answered. It's not, listen, we're living in a new generation with new players who have their feelings, and as coaches, it's, it's Eric's job to decide who he needs to approach with kid gloves versus who he needs to, you know, I mean, does it, is it carrot or the stick today, you know? Yeah. And maybe he's been a little too heavy-handed with the, with, I mean, like, what? I, this This could have been all put to bed with one sentence and Ron Rivera 
opened his mouth and inserted his own foot. And so now this is going to be a talking point for the rest of the week in Washington and certainly today across the country. But didn't he fall victim? This is this is where I think Ron Rivera went wrong. And by the way, this is not the first time that Ron Rivera has said something in the media that had us scratching our heads. Remember last year, the whole <laughs> the whole quarterback oh, thing and where they were lacking yeah. and tried to clear it up and I saying... Mean, I mean, flat out, they yeah. asked him, hey, Ron, why is the rest of the NFC East surging right now? And really, you guys are struggling here in Washington. And he just said, quarterback. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, it, was, it really was a great candid moment. And I know that you and I have talked about this. I love non-coach speak. So it's really like I've really tried to not get on guys, players, coaches, GMs, execs, whoever, that do tell you how they feel. This is where I think Rod Rivera uh, made a mistake, though, Rich, is when you try to please everyone, you please no one. Mm. And I felt like he was trying to say, I hear you, players. I hear you. I'm your head coach. Do you know what? Just go just go talk to the guy. It's new generation. So, you know, I, I, I've kind of got his back, too. What I would have wanted to hear and why I think Rivera didn't say this is – we brought Eric Bieniemy in for a reason. We brought him to change the offense. We brought him to change the culture on that side of the football. And right now, nothing is nothing has changed. Now that may alienate him from some of the players who had the concerns. And maybe as a former player, that's what Ron Rivera is worried about. But that's what I would want to hear from him. Stick up for someone. Stick up, and in, in, in this case, probably stick up for the guy that you just brought in as your offensive coordinator. We have no idea if they're going to last one season, what new ownership is going to be. I understand a lame duck status by a head coach, but in trying to please everybody, I think Rivera pleased no one. I agree with you. I think that is the perfect way to put it. I think, I think look, coaches, I think, by and large, hate the fact that some of them. I shouldn't spe- blanket statement. This is this does not go for all of them because I think I think some of the coaches hate the fact that they have to be the a hole every once in a while. That they have to be the bad guy, right? I think certain certain coaches they they absolutely love it. They love the opportunity to exert their authority. They love the opportunity to exert their control. But other guys want to be everybody's buddy, but they know that the job requires them to be the bad guy sometimes and Ron Rivera I think I think struggles with it occasionally and I think publicly he was struggling with it here I think in this case he actually was trying to appease the media like he wanted to give them you know a a real answer to this question and the truth is you don't need to do that I mean this whole situation could be handled internally everything you just said could have been done inside of the building he could have gone to the players and said, hey, look, I hear you, and maybe you got to go talk to him and explain to him, you know, your your coaching, st- the way that you're used to being coached, and maybe maybe some of the things that you're struggling with, and have an open conversation with your coach. You're allowed to do that. Go visit him in his office. Trust me, you just need to build a bond with, with Coach uh, Biennemi, and you're going to see that you two have common ground as well. 
And then you go to your coach and be like, hey, listen, whatever your take on the situation is, but privately, you could say, hey, listen, some of the guys, you know, they're having a hard time with the way you're coaching them. Maybe tone it down. Or you could say, some of the guys are having a little hard time with the way you're coaching them, but I've got your back. I'm, t- I'm sending them to your office. Just talk them down from the ledge. Everything's going to be fine, but I got your back. Either way, whichever way you want to handle it, you do it behind the scenes because the reality of the situation is nobody else needs to know how you're handling this situation. 8-8-1 eight, eight and one were the commanders last season. It's not like they were 4-13 and 13 and needed something that was, you know, a, a complete overhaul. But you are in a division with the defending NFC champions. Cowboys should be pretty good. And the Giants made the playoffs. They were the only team from that division that did not make the playoffs. So maybe you need some of this. But I I will also say that there is another branch off of the story. And it starts at, at I think it's at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Today is the parade where everybody who said Eric Bieniemy shouldn't be a head coach will have their victory celebration because they're pointing to this story. But yeah. that is the other story. And I'm saying that facetiously because anybody who didn't think that Eric Bieniemy, sh- Eric Bieniemy shouldn't be a head coach is pointing to the fact of, see, look at this. This is why he's not a head coach. Is this why he's not a head coach, Rich Ornberger? Do these do these things come off well? Because as soon as these comments made were made public, two former Kansas City Chiefs and Tyree Kill and McCole Hardman came to Eric Bieniemy's defense in in sticking up for their head coach. But does any of this you think play in a reason why Bieniemy isn't a head coach in the NFL? Oh, it's very possible. It absolutely is very possible. Um, you know, I mean, look, there there are there are a lot of attributes that a head coach needs to have. Composure is one of them. And and what I mean by that is, look, football is a brutish, violent sport where, I mean, you can have you can have complete psychopaths go out there and have success at this game. Guys who literally talk themselves into an absolute frenzy. And you have to be, as a head coach or a coach in general, somebody who can connect with a player where they are, even where when they're in a complete frenzy, right? So you have to be able to connect with that guy. But also you need to be able to connect with the, the, the book reading, shy, uh, introspective, um, you know, introverted player who is going to help your offense or help your defense, but, but they're not into the rah-rah stuff. You're going to have to meet, like I was saying earlier, everyone where they are. And as a head coach, you're as much a politician as you are a coach. Sure. You're as much a uh, spokesperson as you are a coach. Like, you wear so many different hats. I'm not saying that Eric Bieniemy can't be a head coach, but maybe there are certain uh, character traits that actually help him be a great offensive coordinator that certain owners or general managers or people in hiring places look at as liabilities if he did take on a head coaching uh, role. I, I don't know if that's true. That's pure conjecture and speculation, but it could have something to do with the reason why he has interviewed many times but has yet to uh, to earn a head coaching job. I, I don't. We don't know what players spoke up. We have no idea. Players weren't named. I am not going to speculate at all. And so the names that I mention, I'm making it a point, even though I, I have no idea if, if they are the ones who complained or or didn't complain and maybe we're fine with Eric Bieniemy's coaching. But I started off the top and explaining what's happening in Washington, Rich. And we know this. You're basically 
breaking in a new quarterback in Sam Howell. That, that's likely going to be your guy, even though Jacoby Brissett is there. You have a second-year running back in Brian Robinson, who made a miraculous comeback from the gunshot wounds that he had last year, but again, second year in the league. And while you have Terry McLaurin, a great wide receiver in the NFL and other weapons, you also have Jahan Dotson, who is one of the top wide receiver talents in the National Football League that's entering his second year. He flashed at times last year. There are very, very young pieces to that Washington offense. So it's not like it's laden with you know six seven year vets at these important skill positions and i wonder if that plays a part of a part of it as well as again i don't know if it was any of those guys that that voiced their displeasure but i would think that first and second year guys that are going to play major roles for the team are probably being told and coached about their importance to the squad this year all you have to do is go on any of these websites that have rosters available and click on roster and swipe over to age on the offensive side of the football and just scroll. Uh, these are this is a young team offensively. It's a young team offensively, and so that's the reason. That's where the rub is. You know, these guys talk to each other after practice. I mean, me and my teammates, we would talk about the coaches, the coaches who we think were doing a great job, the coaches who we thought were fake tough guys, the coaches who we thought, um, you know honestly didn't really belong or have a role but they were just nice people and they were good rah-rah guys you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. players have opinions on coaches it's not just coaches opinions on players and and that stuff is actually shared with the nflpa once a year when the players are surveyed in order to get an idea of what free agent landing spots look like across the nfl and so like this is very common what's happening inside of Washington, that players have a disagreement with the way they're being coached. The problem is the source report went public, and then the head coach confirmed it. <laughs> it's just, like this would never happen with a Bill Belichick-run team. This would rarely, if ever, happen with a Pete Carroll team. Frankly, it never happened with this same offensive coordinator in Kansas City with Andy Reid. I would pay four ninety nine a month to hear Ron Rivera's true thoughts. So that he's giving us for free, I am completely all for it. I mean, I would pay to hear what other NFL coaches actually believe about their teams and what's going on well, instead of the coach. Speak. All you got to do is subscribe for a simple cost of four ninety nine at onlyron dot com. I was, was going to say Commanders Plus, but I, it, I I like yours better. He's Rich Orberger. I'm Dan Byer, sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. Get rich on X at Ornberger. You can find me there as well at Dan Bayer on Fox, uh, old Twitter as we can call it. So Ron Rivera in the news as we are live from the TireRack.com studios, not necessarily sticking up for his assistant coach. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or 
I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG, only on DraftKings Pick 6. Is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in pick six credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRat.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRat.com sports, TireRat.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What NFL coaches on the hot seats? We'll tell you in 20 minutes, and apparently it has turned up to 10 with the heat, at least according to one NFL executive. That and so much more coming up over the next 60 minutes as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. But we start this conversation on the East Coast, Rich Orenberger, and it extends all the way to us here on the West Coast. The signs of desperation by one conference in the world of collegiate athletics. And that sign of desperation is on the heels of all these moves that we have seen over the last week or so, even the last couple of weeks to throw Colorado into the mix. The Atlantic Coast Conference has reportedly had preliminary talks about the possibility and I know there's nothing definite. I use three like words that don't mean definite. But I've at least had maybe early conversations on the possibility of adding Cal and Stanford to the league. Again, the ACC on the Atlantic coast is set to look into the possibility of adding two schools 
that are basically on the shores of the Pacific Ocean. I know they're not technically right on the coast, Rich, but they're close enough in the Bay Area with Cal and Stanford. And to me, it just reeks of absolute desperation, but also really shows what is happening in the world of college realignment. And what I feel like we are getting so wrapped up into the demise of the Pac-12 and the additions of the Big 12 that we are also just completely forgetting the fact that any of the schools that are not currently in the Big Ten or SEC would jump to one of those two leagues in a matter of seconds. And it just feels like the ACC is desperate, knowing that the clock may be ticking on them, that this would be some sort of Hail Mary. And I just don't see how a Hail Mary and bringing in the ninth and 10th most wanted schools from a conference that likely will no longer exist does anything to add value or to stave off what is your ultimate outcome. Yeah, well, well, listen, I think this gets really simple when we start thinking about or, or thinking about the question why, but also answering that question. Why would the ACC be interested in Cal and Stanford? Why would it make sense for them to target schools that would force their universities that actually participate in sports um, into a logistic nightmare on on an annual basis? Why? Well, the answer is because they have a conference commissioner. And these executives don't want to lose their jobs. Like that, it, very simply put, do the conferences necessarily do what's best for the schools? Yeah, sometimes. But sometimes the conferences do what's best for the executives who run these conferences. And and here's what I mean by that. Like, George Klievkoff, he's the Pac-12 commissioner for however long there is a Pac-12 remaining. Um, he's going to do what's good for the schools until his job is threatened. And then he's going to do what's good for him. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, if if George Klievkoff was being perfectly honest, as soon as Washington and Oregon announced that they were going to leave the Pac-12, it, what, what's best for the rest of the schools is, okay, guys, um, we're going to tear up these contracts and you guys are all al- allowed to leave the conference and go join whatever conference you can because ours is losing strength by the day. But that's not that's not what happen, what's happening. All of these schools are going to be indebted to each other and potentially to the commissioner's office in some way as they're leaving the conference. Same thing with the ACC. The reason why this smacks of such desperation is because the executives of the ACC are singing their siren song to these university presidents and the athletic directors that life is going to get really bad for them if they don't hold strong, stay together as a unit, and go find some some fertile ground out west to abscond with some some new teams that just became available or have interest in their conference and i bet you the way that he's talking about stanford and cal is look even though their athletic programs haven't been great tent poles of the pac-12 look at the endowment from stanford and the facilities over at cal these are you know high class universities you know and so let's bring them into the fold meanwhile he's just trying to justify his position as commissioner i i to me part of this is the desperation of these these conferences and these teams to hold together and some of it is executives executing things with self-interest in mind i find it in, in what you're saying and looking at it this way i'll compare it to this 
You go to a grocery store. I'm just going to say 12-pack of Mountain Dew. I've been known to purchase one or two. Okay. And there's only one left. But guess what? It's kind of got, you know, it's kind of dinged up in the bottom corner. Do you look at it as like, you know what? I'm not going to touch that. That's damaged goods. There's a reason why it's the last one here that nobody has come in here and purchased this 12-pack. Or do you look at it as like, man, am I lucky? I got the last Mountain Dew 12-pack. And, and and more times than not, I'm like, you know, I'll let somebody else take the last one. I, unless I'm, I'm in desperate need, I will, you know, I'll take it. Baby formula, perfect example. That's even better than a than a a uh, a twelve pack of Mountain Dew. Obviously, with baby formula, if there was something damaged, I wouldn't touch it. But if I were to grab the last one, I would think, oh, my goodness, save the day. Yep. Now, you know what it's going to do? It's going to hold me over for another day. But if they don't have a shipment of baby formula for the next five days, I, I'm going to be up a creek. And that's what I kind of feel like this is, is they're reaching out. If Cal and Stanford were so such great ads, they would be going to the Big Ten. They would have been gone to the Big 12 already, but they're not. And that's why that's why the, I think that the ACC, and I think that, that you're right in the aspect of, of what your commissioner and the commissioner's Jim Phillips of the ACC, what they need to focus on is they really need to focus on taking care of Florida State right now. Yeah. Like if you have any hope of trying to keep your league together and not turn into the Pac-12, you've got to take care of that school. You've got to take care of – Clemson. And I think both the SEC and Big Ten are sitting there salivating over the possibility of what it would like to add North Carolina to their league. Oh, yeah. You know? And yeah. so that's where I think the focus needs to be. And to even have this story out there, I don't, I don't even know who it benefits. Yeah, this had to be sourced from Cal and Stanford. That's, that's the only thing I can sure. think of, is that those two together have basically created a little bit of an alliance, like as, as if this is Survivor and they're the last two stuck on this island with Oregon State and Washington State, and they're looking at each other like, buddy, we got to pair up, strengthen numbers here. Which conference do you want to try to call on? And maybe there was interest from the ACC, but the only reason why this goes public, the only way this is helpful to one side, it would be to Cal and Stanford, just in case, I don't know, uh, the Big 12 all of a sudden goes, no, 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 not so fast. We're actually very interested. Or if the Big 10 comes over, the top and says whoa 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 acc pump your brakes we want to offer them a better deal but outside of that it doesn't help the acc because if you're clemson or you're florida state and all of a sudden you're getting the news that your football team or basketball team has to fly all the way across the country not once but 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 potentially twice a year to play against the bears or the cardinal yeah no thanks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, no thanks. Nobody's nobody's going to be the, – the interest in those games is going to be relatively zero. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think that this, this is desperation on multiple sides, and I loved your two comparisons or analogies looking at this from the baby formula or the, uh, or, or the Mountain Dew standpoint. How about something that everybody's experienced? Nobody, nobody is ever going to look at newspaper as an appropriate supplement for toilet paper. But guess what? Desperate times call for desperate <laughs> measures. And every once in a while, you got you got to look up Cal and Stanford and figure out what their number is in the phone book and maybe put a phone call in. Those weekly shoppers that are thrown on my driveway, yes, not <laughs> conducive to the skin. I, I think the other dirty little secret in all of this is 
for as great as the Big 12 comes out in all of this, again, every single school in that league would leave for the Big 10 or the SEC. In a heartbeat. Yes. And, in a heartbeat. And and so while they like and, and they deserve kudos for being proactive, for staying alive, and that's where your survivor point comes in where, where it brings out. But I also think that there's an aspect of survivor where you know, if you watch the the TV show, which I do, so I understand, there's a point where, yeah, if you're you're a tribe of seven strong, at some point four, five, six, and seven aren't going to be happy because of the power one, two, and three have. So then, what do four, five, six, and seven do together that can allow them to get over on one, two, and three? That's something that I think you could see play out in in college sports, and honestly, could end up. Maybe going in reverse action if it gets that way. If it's too big with the Big Ten and SEC, like that's the that's the other conversation. I I just wonder, and I think people maybe fear that we're close to being a a thirty school college football season because of just servicing the haves of the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Clemsons, the USC's, the Ohio States, as opposed to the have-nots. If I'm James Phillips, who's the commissioner of the ACC right now instead of being on the phone wasting my time with Cal or Stanford as potential additions to my conference what I'm doing is I'm wearing out the phones of all the other university presidents chair people as members of this board in this conference and saying look what we need to do right now is we need to cut a better deal for Clemson and Florida State what we need to do right now, if we all want to remain in this conference together, unless we all want to separate and do what the Pac-12 did, we need to find a way to appease them. And so if that means a little bit bigger of a cut of the, the, the pie, well, so be it. Because it, it, was looking, it was looking fine when USC and UCLA were holding strong in the Pac-12. As soon as they announced that they were leaving that conference, there were people immediately speculating, well, that's the end of the Pac-12. And I remember thinking to myself, well, no, because, you know, these other 10 teams, eh, they'll add a team here or there, and it's going to be fine. Sure enough, a year later, look what's happened. Yep. Look what's happening. Yeah, so all you need, all it takes is is Flint and, and or, or, or Tinder and Flame. I mean, this thing could go ablaze in a, in a heartbeat. So I would be working on these other university presidents, athletic directors, influential people within the ACC if I'm this commissioner and I'm making sure they understand that we need to give Clemson and Florida State a bigger taste. Otherwise, we're going to lose them and potentially lose the conference altogether. I've tried to find winners in all of this, and you're connected to the San Diego State program. You are – the analysts for their radio broadcast for the football program, do they feel like they, they, they dodged one? Do do they feel in no man's land? I mean, still in the Mountain West. What is happening with that school right now? Well, if you think about it, for them, nothing's changed. You know, they've they've they're, well, a lot's changed. They have a brand new stadium. It's a state of the art facility out there in Mission Valley, a part of San Diego that you can get to from anywhere. So they've got a new stadium. They've got a basketball team that just played for a national championship. They have a football team that over the past decade has been uh, really good against Pac-12 opponents, by the way, which is a, a big reason why a lot of people thought they might join that conference, along with the basketball team having so much success. Um, so nothing, really, honestly, 
nothing's changed for them. Now, I'm sure if they had their druthers, if you talk to any of the people in the athletic program, honestly, and you ask them, what do you wish would have happened? Well, obviously what you wish would have happened is all these teams stayed put in the Pac-12. They were able to negotiate a large broadcast contract with some network, and they were welcomed into the conference. That would have probably been the easiest geological and logistic um, checker space to jump. But since this is all falling apart, yeah, I, I bet you there are people who are breathing a sigh of relief that weeks ago when it was being discussed nationally that San Diego State might join the Pac-12, that that didn't actually happen because look where the Pac-12 is right now. They went from the Pac-12 to the Pac-10 to the four-pac to the two-pac. So there you have it. Oh, man. And then that would be the return of Tupac that we've been waiting for <laughs> yeah. for like 27 years. Wazoo and Oregon State. <laughs> oh, he's Rich Ordberger. I'm Dan Beyer. I do feel bad for those schools, though, as well. And I feel bad for certain schools that have no idea that they're going to be caught up in some of this where they think everything is A-OK right now. But I just don't think it's – I don't think – things are trending that way for those schools so those that are maybe unassuming right now and feel that everything is good i i feel bad for them because i don't think everything is going to be good get rich on social media hit him up on twitter or x as we now call it at ornberger you can find me at dan Bayer on foxes we are live from the tire studios fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. 
Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Rich Orenberger, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. I want to let you know that you have to enter the Summer of Tire Rack sweepstakes. Congratulations to Anthony Kay from Huntingburg, Indiana, who was our first winner to receive a set of four brand new tires. Now it's your turn to win. Our next winner will be selected this Sunday, and then our third winner will be picked on August 27th. So Anthony from Indiana and two more winners have the opportunity to win a set of four tires plus installation, taxes, and fees valued at up to $1,500 thanks to Tire Rack. Enter daily to continue getting new entries into the contest every day at FoxSportsRadio.com. Again, to enter or get rules, visit FoxSportsRadio.com sponsored by TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Huntingburg, Indiana in southwestern Indiana, just south of Jasper, maybe northeast of Evansville, if that helps you. I don't know if you're a map guy, but I was curious where Huntingburg, Indiana was, and I went and looked it up, and there it was. Smack dab in southwestern Indiana-ish. I am so bad with geography. Um, I remember growing up when Notre Dame was on television all the time growing up in New York. I just assumed that Notre Dame was in New York. And so our friends in Indiana know it's not. <laughs> but until I was uh, un- probably, oh boy, this is a oh really boy. embarrassing. Oh no. no. Dude. Oh, yeah. I got it. I have to be 100% honest. Until I was playing college football, I did not know that Notre Dame was out of the state. And that is oh, that wow. is the truth. Yeah. Wow. Geography 101 at Penn State filled you in. They let you. Well, actually, oh, you know what? You just jogged my memory, actually. I, 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 I learned it when I was being recruited. So it was when I was 18. It was my senior year of high school when I started receiving mail from Notre Dame, their interest in me as a potential prospect. And I was like, oh, my God, they're in Indiana? Oh, that doesn't make sense. Why are they played all the time in New York? Oh, that's great. You book your recruiting trip and you're like, hey, we're we're gonna land in LaGuardia. <laughs> that's gonna work out well for it's us. Be uh, fine. Uh, joining us now, as he does every week during the football season, and yeah, it's football season right now. He's the host of the Three and Out podcast. Former NFL scout John Middlecoff joins the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, John, we started the show with this Eric Bieniemy, Ron Rivera airing of grievances by the players of Eric. B- enemy uh is is this a big deal uh for the washington commanders isn't it a big deal for eric b enemy and his new gigs in dc yeah i mean i i think there's a couple ways to look at it you know this isn't the nba people get yelled at so it's like this is football uh but i also think it's a little weird though ron i would consider an old school coach i i, I haven't heard the audio i read his quote of it you know, just kind of talking about it and then, you know, bring it to light, which was a little weird. Now, big picture with this organization, 
new owner. Everyone's on the hot seat. You know, I, I just think there are a lot of moving parts. The quarterback position clearly is in flux, right? I mean, I, I've heard, I, I've seen headlines of Ron bringing up Jacoby Brissett multiple times. I mean, if if that, you know, if Sam Howell can't get it done, you got to go to him. We saw how that goes last year in Cleveland. That they're going to lose. So uh, I just think there's a lot going on. But I, the enemy screaming at guys or making guys uncomfortable. I mean, it's. It's football. Now, you know, the guy that he's worked for for basically the last decade, that's not really his style. So it's like what he saw firsthand in Andy Reid, Andy's not really a screamer, though his message gets across. But, like, I'm a big believer and you know, as a a podcast host, radio host, as a CEO, whatever you do, be authentic to who you are. And if that's who he is, like, that's, that's him as a coach. So it's ultimately he's going to win or fail because, you know, of the quarterback play, of the scheme, not necessarily whether he's too loud. You know, I, I have no problem with Eric Bieniemy being a screamer or Ron Rivera, you know, understanding the plight of the player and all this, or whichever way this omelet is made, it doesn't really matter. The ends justify the means. I agree with you also. I think that football overall is a very different sport from other sports where you can get away with a little bit more of of maybe the the harsher tones and the abusiveness. It's kind of a part of the game. However, having said all of that, the fact that it's been made public and now confirmed by the head coach suggests to me that this was handled the wrong way. And specifically by Ron Rivera, the fact that he became awfully chatty with the media when he was ready to answer the reason why, you know, the, the Washington commanders were struggling in the NFC East was because of his quarterback. And then he had to walk that one back. And now here he is, you know, basically publicly defending his players from his offensive coordinator, who he had a role in hiring in Washington, has has Ron really lost his touch in terms of how to handle you know his comments to the media? Yeah, you know, I, I've always I've met Ron a couple times. He's a really nice guy, but from if you remove my personal thoughts on him as a human being, if you just look at him as a coach. It's been pretty hit or miss. I mean, I mean, we're not talking about the most successful coach, right? I mean, he does not win a lot. I think he only has three winning seasons, and however long now he's been a head coach, it's like 2011 or whatever. So it's not like he's rattling off winning seasons year after year. I think, like you said, once you bring this to light, and again, this is there have been a lot of conjecture and talks about this specific coach over the last, what, half decade with Eric Bieniemy. This is a player, this is not a media-contrived talking point, right? These are players complaining about him. The other thing is I was just thinking, you know, you're a former offensive lineman, right? So I, I, I would say if you look at the offensive unit, the offensive linemen, a lot like defensive players, are used to getting yelled at a lot. But I would say as a whole, it's not like defensive coordinators, I would say, are much angrier consistently, they're screaming at you consistently. Offense is a little bit more touch and feel. So you could argue that Eric Bieniemy, this is this tactic. I think part of the reason these guys are yelling. This is not like the linebackers and the defensive linemen are knocking on Ron's door, right? Because he would probably tell them like toughen up. These are offensive players, skill guys, and they're, they're not used to. It. And it's not like all these guys are coming from you know nothing, right? They've been in the league for a while. They, Some of them were previous administration. Some of them are big school guys. Like they, They've seen the big-time stuff. So 
Yeah, I mean, this is there's no way around it. It's a major red flag. My only big picture takeaway, though, is like it's like there are a lot of red flags in August. Once you start winning, no one cares, and once you start losing, everyone cares. So it's it's going to come down to which is going to be hard because the Eagles are good. I think the Cowboys are really good, and obviously, if the Giants can keep Darren Waller and this rookie wide receiver healthy, they're going to be good again. So the the Washingtons just how, how are they going to make the playoffs? John Middlecoff joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. I'll tell you the one guy that can put an end to all of this, and I wish I had the answer how the commanders would make the playoffs, but I don't have that answer. The one guy that could put an end to all of this is Patrick Mahomes. We've, we saw on TV Biennemi and Mahomes exchange words and doing it on multiple occasions. If a player of that caliber, a two Super Bowl, uh, you know, two-time Super Bowl champion, league MVP, comes out and sticks up for Eric Bieniemy. I think it takes anything that the Commanders players may have said and makes it moot. See, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that. I agree. Like when those guys supported him when they were his coach, but he's now running his own operation, right? So it's like what you know. At the end of the day, in Kansas City, I mean, their head coach was also kind of the play caller too. So it, Mahomes can say whatever he wants today, but Bieniemy's been gone for nine months, and now he's in charge of. I mean, technically, it's like 45 guys. Obviously, that gets cut yeah. down when they go to 53. But so, yeah, it wouldn't hurt. But that doesn't change. And again, I'm not trying to put words in these. Terry McLaurin or whoever the guy is on offense, knocking and bitching and moaning like this is insane, right? That doesn't change his opinion. No, but and, I w- and his feelings of dealing with it. I, I would say this though: Tyree Kill and Nicole Hardman came out defending Eric Bieniemy, and. If there's anybody that has more cachet than Tyree Kill, it may be Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, but that's about it. And I, th- I think Tyree Kill's comments carried weight in all of this. And those are guys that left Kansas City. You would think, well, maybe they wanted to leave because, you know, we know Tyree Kill wanted more money and the Chiefs didn't want to pay him, but they're not even there anymore. But if Pat Mahomes came out and said it, yeah, we don't know if it's if it's Sam Howell or Terry McLaurin or whoever, and I hate naming names because I don't want to draw anybody to it, but I think there's a part of the Washington fan base as well as like, you know what? We want to have those answers to make the playoffs. And if it is Eric Bieniemy that can bring that, obviously what we've done in the past hasn't worked. So why the heck are we listening to our players? You know, if, I just I just think that the heaviness of, of, of someone like Patrick Mahomes coming to the defense of Eric Bieniemy would do a lot to shift this narrative, which I feel is a little anti Bieniemy at this time. So that's yeah. I mean, I, the, the, my my problem with that though, just the anti the enemy thing. The head coach who hired this guy is the one talking about this, right? Sometimes when these stories happen, and then players come out and say, you know, where'd you get this? This isn't true. This is a self-created, like the the head man admitted that players are, you know, this is their own internal issue. Like there's nothing that can come out to me externally that can stop this. Like they got to figure it out on their own. You're right, the fans, whatever. But, I mean, the fans in Washington are used to being a joke. So I, I, I just think they got – I mean, this is kind of an extension of, of the Snyder era. This is classic Washington. Yeah, yeah, it does. It actually does feel like classic Washington. Um, moving away from our, our uh, nation's capital to the great state of Indiana where uh, Notre Dame happens to be, uh, <laughs> another team, uh, the Indianapolis Colts are out there, and they're having this prolonged, protracted issue with their running back, Jonathan Taylor. He wants an extension or a trade. What do you think is more likely, the Colts figure it out with Taylor or he's playing for a different team come the regular season? 
Listen, in a vacuum, if you like football and you follow college football, and obviously the pro, it's hard not to like this guy when he's healthy, right? He's, he was a stud in college. He was a stud his first two years. I'm pro Jonathan Taylor. But, like, if I ran another team, one, the Colts aren't just going to give him to you for, like, a fifth-round pick, and two, he wants to be paid. So I'm not trading anything of value and then paying him whatever, $40, $50 million guaranteed. So he doesn't have a market. You know, I mean, Florio, whoever can ride it all they want. But we've seen Austin Eckler's got, like, 50 touchdowns the last couple of years. Doesn't even make that much money, and no one was trading for it. So the, the, the amount of guys or amount of people in the league that would trade for he doesn't have a trade market based on his value to them and what he would cost. Now, I, I think it's going to go a lot like, you know, I, I give credit. Say what you want about Jerry Jones. Uh, same with Ursay. Like, they'll tell you how they feel. Like, Jerry said, we're, we're moving on without Zach Martin who, to me, and we can get into the running back thing, like everyone acts like the running backs should do shorter contracts and incentivize out of college. Like, what about guards and what about linebackers? Like, they're not alone in this fight. Uh, but I just think that they're just going to let it ride. And the other thing is, it's hard to know because of this contractual situation, is he's still not practicing. So is it uh, this back injury that might have happened off the field? Is it the ankle injury still from last year? It's just it's kind of a bizarre situation. It'd be one thing if he was just truly holding out. It's another thing with him walking around, moping around, claiming he's hurt. They don't think he's hurt. It just, to me, it gets back to that phone call. And that phone call with all the running backs was led by a bunch of rich guys. You know, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. These guys are extended, making a lot of money. Saquon's made a ton off the field, and he was the number two overall pick. And I think it clearly got in this guy's head. And uh, now he's... Like, he comes back and he has however many double-digit touchdowns. At worst case, they got to franchise tag him, which is $12, $13 million. And I know these running backs act like they're in the poorhouse with that, but the market's the market, and if he produced, he'll get paid. He's the host of the 3 It Out podcast, former NFL scout and coach, John Middlecoff. Get him on X at John Middlecoff. John, we appreciate it. Getting closer and closer to week one. Now a month away. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Thanks, man. See you guys. Enjoy the day. See you. He's Rich Warrenberger. I'm Dan Beyer. In for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the TireRack.com studios. Fresh off of a trip seeing Taylor Swift last night at SoFi Stadium. It's the one, the only, Monty Bolaños. Oh, my gosh. Guys, hello. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm in the room with T-Swift. Yes. Even it's me. Though- Hi, I'm Monty Bolaños. <laughs> oh, yes. You're yeah. the problem. It's you. Yes, these are all accurate statements. Yes, I Yes, I am the problem. How it was, was it me. last night? It was a lot of fun. She did not stop for over three hours. What? Any time that she stopped was maybe two minutes to change. That's That was the point. Every time she came out in another shimmery, glittery outfit that I wanted. She was so good. It was such a fun show. I also was like, oh, it's going to be the worst thing going to SoFi. I vowed that I was never going to go back to SoFi after my experiences watching NFL games uh-huh. because it's such a pain in the butt to get in and out of. We parked off-site at the Inglewood Public Library. They shuttled us in. It was the most magical experience. Wow. Like, And it was only like 40 bucks. Like, It was the most magical experience from beginning to end. One complaint. She did not do our song. That's mm. the name of the song, Our song, which I think put her on the map. It was from her first album. And then I was like leaving and I was like, did I, am I crazy? Did she not sing this? And I yelled at some girls. I was like, she didn't do our song right. And the girls are like, no, but she did it in Vegas. And I was like, why? Why didn't she do the song? And actually, Monty, she did it 
on the first show because I was following it. She says it said our song, and I guess one night she does a new or different song, and that was the one night she did that one. So you missed it. That's why. John, why would you tell me this? Well, I just I want the record to be straight for all the people out there. Because John takes pleasure in others' pain, and we've been and we've been talking to him about this, but it's a problem. Okay, he's seeking help. Um, Just destroy me. There are a lot of people out there who have posted this reaction they had at the end of the concert. The lights go on. They're playing the, hey, get the hell out of here music. And their uh, their mascara is running. The makeup has just been smeared from their face. And they are an emotional mess. Was that Monty Bologna? No, you know, there was a moment early on where I thought I could shed a tear. There was a moment, but I did it. It just, yeah, it was a great, great, great experience. And then my friend had her assistant make us friendship bracelets while she was working (laughs) yesterday. And so we had the friendship bracelets, and the point is to switch with somebody. Like, you know, and I didn't do it, but my friend was able to do it with some of the girls. She was like, I just wanted to switch bracelets with somebody, and she got it. I didn't want to switch any. I wanted all of mine, so clearly I'm not a good friend. In NFL (laughs) music. I'd like to announce a trade, one friendship bracelet. (laughs) Exactly. Second, we you've never told us that, like we should do that at Fox Sports Radio. Friendship bracelets. We should do friendship bracelets. <laughs> okay. Here's okay. mine, Rich. It signifies the 1942 Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. That's it. Per- Everybody right, knows it. that's Emmett Tillery. <laughs> Emmett Tillery won the Heisman in 1947. <laughs> I'm on it. I'll make I'll make us some guys. <laughs> Colts All Pro running back Jonathan Taylor has left training camp to continue rehabbing his ankle injury off site. The New Orleans Saints are expected to sign running back Kareem Hunt and linebacker Anthony Barr pending physicals. And NFL media reports that the New England Patriots are signing veteran pass rusher Trey Flowers. A little reunion. Mm. It was a team that selected in fourth round in 2015. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, Monsi. Yeah. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Rich Hornberger. I'm Dan Beyer. I do want to pay off the tease. Mike Vrabel, the Titans head coach, is allowing defensive line coach and assistant head coach Terrell Williams to serve as the team's head coach in their per- first preseason game this weekend. I, I know Bill Belichick has delegated power at times, but never delegated his own power. What do you think about Vrabel doing this in Tennessee? I think it's great. I think it's something that um, very confident, uh, sure-minded coaches do with their their assistants. Um for them to get the experience that they have as a head coach, keeping their eye on everything that's going on and not just a position or a side of the football or basketball. In certain cases, we've seen this with Steve Kerr. Not only has he deputized assistant coaches to be his interim for a night and has sat on the bench or behind the bench, but Steve Kerr's done it with players. There have been a couple of games where, you know, Draymond Green was the head coach for the Golden State Warriors. I think it's great. I think the more people who know how difficult your job is, uh, the more they'll value, especially if you're good at your job, the more they'll value your your efforts. So I think it's I think it's a good story. I think it's a good thing to do. I remember when Dre, my coach, Jordan Poole, played two minutes that night. No, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> kidding. He's your Jordan Berger. I'm Dan Bayer in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 